I've been so blessed over the years to get to teach some home Bible studies. And by home Bible study, I mean Starbucks, because that's usually where I like to give Bible studies back before COVID uh, made it to where we aren't allowed to sit in coffee shops anymore. But a couple years ago, I was giving somebody a Bible study, my wife and I, and she came to church. Now, she had never been to a Pentecostal church, never been to an apostolic church, and she walked in, was excited to be there, and the Holy Ghost hit the service, and people started speaking in tongues. Now, if you're Pentecostal like me, you're totally used to seeing this in church services, but maybe you're listening and you're not Pentecostal. Maybe you don't even go to church, but you've heard your whole life about this phenomenon called speaking in tongues. Well, Acts 19 and 6 says, And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues. Well, my visitor had no idea what speaking in tongues was, and she was a little thrown off by it. And uh, we, we had another Bible study, and we talked about it. And God started revealing things to her. And a couple months later, she received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And she had never been exposed to an environment like that before. Well, maybe you're like that visitor. And you're wondering, what does it mean to speak in tongues? And why... Do you speak in tongues? What does the Bible say about speaking in tongues? Well, if that is you, or maybe you're an apostolic giving somebody a Bible study and you want to learn more about it so you can better teach it. Well, welcome to the Noteworthy Podcast. This episode is for you. I'm your host, Nathan French. We're going to have a wonderful conversation today about what is the Holy Ghost and why do we speak in tongues? Let's go. Hey friends, I just wanted to give you a quick heads up that in today's episode, something to look forward to, you have to listen to the whole show to understand it, but I end up cold calling my friends Frankie Taylor, James Barler, and Justin Kamlick. They do not know they're on the podcast when I call them, uh, and I caught them a little off guard, but we had a blast. It's a fun segment on the podcast that's a little unique, a little different for you to look forward to. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's get to the show, shall we? I was seven years old when I first received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I was just a kid. I didn't understand it, but I wanted it. I'll never forget walking down to the altar of the little 
Home Missions Church in Wheaton, Illinois. I lifted up my hands. Tears began to fall down my face. And I began to speak in a language that I didn't know. Have you ever experienced something that you didn't understand? I've flown in an airplane, but I don't understand how 380 tons of metal, fuel, and people can float in the air. I've experienced it, but I don't fully understand it. I drive my car every day. I don't fully understand how when I hit the the pedal, I start moving forward, but I've still experienced it. When I received the Holy Ghost at age seven, I started speaking in a language that I had never learned. I didn't understand it, but I experienced it. The Holy Ghost is a gift because it is freely given by God, and we don't have to fully understand or comprehend it to receive it. You do not have to fully understand or comprehend all there is to God to experience Him. And so I would like to start off from the beginning of this episode by letting you know I just turned 30 years old. I've had the Holy Ghost for 23 years. And I still do not fully understand it. Now, I know some of you are listening. You're, you're so spiritual that you, you've broken it down, how, how God can supernaturally fill us with his spirit and we can start to speak in a heavenly language that we don't know. And if you've got it figured out, please reach out to me. I would love to hear all the revelation that God has given you. But for me, for my experience, I didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost. I was seven years old and I still received it because the Holy Ghost is given, not earned. And so if you're listening today and this topic might be kind of crazy to you, you're like, why are we talking about speaking in tongues? Well, let me tell you, God wants to fill you with his spirit. And you don't have to understand everything that there is to know about God to experience him. If that were the truth, none of us would have experienced God. None of us know everything that there is to know about the maker of heaven and earth. In the Bible, when used in reference to God, the word ghost appears. Now, what is the Holy Ghost Why do you call it the Holy Ghost? Well, maybe you've been to a church, you hear it referred to as the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. It refers to the life, presence, or the breath of God. So when we say the Holy Ghost, we are referencing the scripture and referring to the life, presence, and breath of God. You know, it would be fun. I'm, I'm just spitfiring here. Wow, I've never done this. I wonder if I could call somebody and see how old they were when they got the Holy Ghost. Let me try to call my friend Frankie Taylor. Mm. Frankie, don't let me down, bro. Don't let me down.
Well, this idea didn't go well. <laughs> it's all right. We're just having fun. We've been a podcast long enough. We can do annoying stuff like this. Really? Really, Frankie? Okay. Frankie, I'm going to get you later. Let me see if I can get my friend James Barler, youth pastor of Oak Park Church here in Jonesboro, Georgia. Oh, come on, James. I believe in you, bro. You can do this. You can do this. Well, let's see. We've learned today that I have no friends. Help me, Jesus. Hmm. Who can we call? Who can we call? Well, okay, guys, I need you to pray for me, because if I if I call a third person and they don't answer, I'm going to start getting a little self-conscious. Let me call my bro, Zach Davey, hyphen director at Atlanta West Pentecostal Church. Oh, Zach, I love you, bro. I believe in you. Come on. Come on, Zach. <laughs> this is hilarious. You've reached the voicemail with Zach. Well, this has been our call and answer segment of the podcast. <laughs> well, the idea was I was going to call somebody and ask them how old they were when they got the Holy Ghost. And I was going to ask them if they fully understood it when they received it or if they learned a lot about God after they got the Holy Ghost. Okay, guys, well, uh, my pride is a little beaten up, but I'm going to try one more call. I'm going to call my friend Justin Kamlick. He lives in Columbus, Georgia, has served in youth ministry for many years. Oh, boy. Come on, Justin. Is this this the bishop secretary, brother... (laughs) It is I, Justin Kamlick, bro. So, are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. You are on the podcast right now. (laughs) Am I really? You are on the podcast, and here's what I need to know from you at this moment. And and so, I've been on the podcast calling some people, and... You're the fourth person I've called and the first person that has answered. So that is how the call and answer segment is going. I don't, know, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. So I don't know. I don't know to feel sorry for your listeners or happy. Bro, I was like, you know what? Justin will not let me down. And sure enough, you came through for me. So here's what I need clearly, to know. Clearly, like, clearly Justin has nothing going on. So <laughs> Justin's probably not doing anything. <laughs> So here's what I need to know, and I'll I'll explain it a little bit later. But all I need to know, bro, is it's a twofold question. Okay. How old were you when you got the Holy Ghost? And then secondly, did you speak in tongues? And thirdly, did you fully understand everything that was happening in that moment? Sure. Uh, I I was seven years old. Wow. When I got the Holy Ghost, and um, you know, all through all throughout uh, the the time leading up to that, it was actually a, a revival in our church, and throughout the time, 
leading up to it, um, I um, I had a comprehension, obviously, an understanding that they had been teaching on the infilling of the Holy Ghost. So I didn't, at seven years old, completely understand um, all of Revelation, of course, but I did understand the necessity for the Holy Ghost. And um, so, yeah, seven years old, uh, I did speak in tongues. Um, it was at the front, I believe, the front left of our church um, by the altar there during a revival, and, um, and that's when it happened. Man, that is so awesome, bro. Well, hey, I am so thankful that you answered, and I'm going to explain a little bit later. I'll hit you sure. up later today, but you'd never know, bro. You might have just helped somebody. So I love you, man. I'm going to call you back later today, and I'll explain okay. a little bit more. All right, buddy. I love you. Love you, Justin. Talk to you soon. You. Bye. Oh, so now James Barler wants to call me back. Okay, James, where are you at? Hold on. James is calling me back, but I missed it because I was on the phone with, with Justin. Hello? Is this Bishop James Barler? It is. Elder, you are on the podcast right now. <laughs> I'm on the podcast? You are on the podcast right now. No way. You are, and... Um, I know you have a lot going on. I need two minutes of your time to ask you a quick question. Okay. And then I'm going to explain later. Okay? Okay. So here's what I need to know. How old were you when you got the Holy Ghost? Secondly, did you speak in tongues? And thirdly, did you fully understand everything that was happening in that moment? Okay, when I when I received the Holy Ghost and was speaking in the tongues, I was nine years old. Wow! It was on Pentecost Sunday, Mar, uh, May the nineteenth, two thousand and one. Uh, and you said, "What was this?" I'm sorry. Did you fully understand at nine did everything that understand? was happening? No, I did not fully understand at nine everything that was happening. Um, I still don't fully understand. Wow. Um, you know why he chose speaking the tongues to be the initial of uh, the sign of the initial filling of the Holy Ghost. Wow! Um, but I know that um, it's in the Word, and when we obey the Word, there's power in that. Come on! And uh, there's many things, lots of things that I still don't understand. Yeah, but same you here. Don't have to you don't have to completely understand to fully obey. Ooh, man! Come on! Hey, this call needed to happen because this is. This is exactly the point that I'm trying to drive home. Well, James, I am going to call you back later and kind of explain why I called you. But uh, thank you for being on the podcast and answering that. I'm excited about Encounter this Friday coming up at your church, an amazing youth rally. And I'm going to hit you up in a little bit, and I'll explain. But thank you, James. I love you, bro. Thank you, sir. Always great to be on Noteworthy, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks, bro. Talk to you soon. Bye. So guys, uh, they did not know I was calling them. That was not planned at all. Hence why nobody was answering. But was that amazing or what? So they did not know I was calling. They did not know I was going to ask them that. And they were all kind of saying the same thing. I w they were younger when they got the Holy Ghost. They didn't fully understand it. And there's still things that they do not fully understand. So think about this for a second. You do not have to fully understand everything about the Spirit to experience the Spirit of God in your life. Oh, oh, here we go, my friend Frankie. Frankie's calling me back. Let's uh, let's see if we can hear his story about when he received 
The Holy Ghost. Here we go. Frankie. Frankie, you are on the podcast, bro. What podcast? You are on my podcast right now. <laughs> I am? You are right now. Uh, are you listening to me right now? I'm listening to you right now. You are on the podcast, and I'm going to explain, but I all I need you to do is answer a question for me. So... Here's the question. Are are and I, I'm totally hitting you up with this. Uh, you didn't know I'm. So just for the listeners, you didn't know I, I was calling you. You didn't know you're on the podcast, right? <laughs> That's very correct. Okay. <laughs> Frankie and I are like uh, the dearest of friends. So we I can do annoying stuff like this to Frankie. So Frankie, here's what I need to know, bro. We're talking about the Holy Ghost today. Here's what I need to know. How old were you? When you received the Holy Ghost, secondly, did you speak in tongues? And thirdly, did you understand everything that was happening in that moment when you received the Holy Ghost? Great questions. So I was seven years old when I received the Holy Ghost. I remember exactly where I was. I was uh, at the altar at our church um, in San Bernardino. We just moved from that location about two years ago. And so uh, that place holds uh, just it's near and dear to my heart. So, anyways, I was at the altar, and I was on on the, the left hand side of the altar um, uh, by the by the wall. And I remember I was by myself. It was on a Tuesday night, and I was praying. I wanted the Holy Ghost so bad. And um, and so as I'm praying, I, just this this warm feeling comes over me. I, I didn't know what was going on, but I knew that I wanted the Holy Ghost. And I'm just beginning to lift my hands. Wow. And when I spoke in tongues, I I did not know what you know what to expect all i knew was that i felt like hey this is the holy ghost and uh i guess people noticed because there were several people that came around me my dad was one of them he was on the platform and so i guess he saw me and he came over and laid hands on me and he said that's the holy ghost son that's the holy ghost and uh what a what a wonderful experience it was um to answer your last question no i did not understand everything that was going on but i knew that it was something that was life-changing and being 30 years old almost 31 i can tell you that it's real I can tell you that it is a, a life-changing experience that, that, that will help you uh, in your life. God, God, God's Spirit will lead and guide you, and he has been doing that for the last 27, uh, excuse me, the last uh, uh, 23 years of my life. So I'm so thankful uh, for the Holy Ghost. Bro, parallel lives because we both had the Holy Ghost for 23 years. My, 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 my. <laughs> Frankie, I love you, bro. I am going to call you back in just a little bit, and I'm going to kind of explain what happened here. But thank you so much. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Is it okay if I call you back in a little bit? Yeah, bro. Call me. Love you, Frankie. Love you. All right, man. Talk to you you soon. Bye. Frankie Taylor. What a guy. Hey, that was fun, right? Kind of fun, scary, uh, spontaneous. I love it. Let me ask you a question. Uh, have you ever seen the wind? Have you ever felt the wind? Have you ever felt the breeze on your skin? A little boy came up to me a few weeks ago in the altar of our church, and he said, Brother Nathan, why can't I see God? That little boy wasn't afraid to ask what we were all thinking as adults. And, uh, I asked him to grab his Bible and look up John 3 and verse 8, and I felt like God prompted me to share this with this little boy. 
It says the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. And I asked this little boy the same question I just asked you. Have you ever seen the wind? No. Have you ever felt the wind? Yes. Well, to experience the Holy Ghost, you have to understand that you are going to experience some things that you can't see with your eyes, but you will feel with your heart. I can't see the wind, but I see the leaves blowing in the wind. I can't see the wind, but I can see the effects of the wind. I can't see the wind, but I can experience the power of the hurricane. I can't see the wind until I see the effects of a tornado. A tornado is a violently rotating column of air that is in contact with both the surface and the earth. A tornado is a powerful force. Now, hold on a second. I thought air was invisible. I thought we couldn't see air. But I can see a tornado because I can see what happens when things start to get stirred up and when something that is invisible starts moving. I can start to see the effects of it with my eyes Tornadoes are the manifestation we can see with our eyes, even though air is invisible. And so it is for the human life. When you receive the Holy Ghost, we will start seeing the effects of something invisible. You will start to think different and talk differently. God will begin to lead you and guide you. And you may not always can see it, but you can feel it and you can experience it and you can speak in a language you've never spoken before and God can fill you. You can experience it even though you don't get it because it is invisible. But when something starts stirring and the spirit starts moving, Something powerful begins to happen. In Genesis 2 and 7, God formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Now remember when we say the the Holy Ghost, we're referring to the presence or the breath of God. I want to tie this in for you. It says when God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, That was when man became a living being. Just like God filled Adam with his breath so that he could live, he wants to fill us with his breath when we are filled with the Holy Ghost. God spiritually brings us to life. What is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. It's the breath of God moving all around you through you, and in you, so that you can experience life. Did you know that you are a house, according to Scripture? Maybe you've heard it, that you are a temple. Ephesians 2 and 19 says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, 
having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. A dwelling place, a place that he can live. You are a house. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever dreaded inviting company over to your house um, because you knew you were going to have to clean your house? Maybe if you're a teenager or a kid listening, you know that mom and dad are going to ask you to clean your room because company is coming over. My mom used to tell me when I was a kid, shout out, mom, I love you. She said, Nathan, nobody wants to live in a dirty house. Well, if you are a temple, if you are a dwelling place for the Spirit of God, let me ask you a question. Is your house ready for company? Are you expecting Jesus to live in your house? Is your heart clean? Is your mind clean? Are the rooms of your mind ready? What does the compartments of your heart look like? What does your closet look like? 1 Corinthians 6 and 19 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God, and you are not your own? To say that your body is the temple is to say that you are literally a dwelling place for God's Spirit. Jesus doesn't just intend for you to feel His Spirit around you. He wants you to experience His Spirit on the inside, the deepest parts of your heart, the deepest parts of your mind. The Holy Ghost is a promise. It's a comforter. It's a teacher. It's a guide. And it is a gift. Acts 2.38 says, it, it, it lays out the plan of salvation for us. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I know we're on the topic of the Holy Ghost, but how do we know we've received the gift of the Holy Ghost? Well, notice it starts with repentance and baptism in Jesus' name. Because repentance and baptism in Jesus' name gets your house ready for company. It cleans out those old rooms. Baptism in Jesus' name does a deep clean on your heart when Jesus washes all your sins away. Is your house ready for company? Now here's the moment that you tuned in for. This is the topic in which you invested in to stick around. And that is, why do we speak in tongues when we receive the Holy Ghost? Do you remember that story in the opening of the show where I talked about my guest that came to church and was a little thrown off by speaking in tongues because she had never seen it before? 
Well, that's okay. Maybe that's you. Maybe you are a little thrown off by that. Maybe you don't understand it. Well, guess what? I don't fully understand it either. So we're a little more alike than you think. According to the Bible, speaking in tongues is the initial sign a person experiences when they receive or are filled with the Holy Ghost. Keep in mind, it is not the only sign. It is the initial sign. There will be lots of signs that you've been filled with the Spirit, the way you treat people, the gifts of the Spirit, uh, the way that you think and talk and act and dress are all signs of the Holy Spirit. But the initial evidence, according to Scripture, and you've heard a few testimonies that can uh, validate that, but the power is in the Word of God. It is the sign common to all people in their new birth experience when they are first filled with the Spirit. In the Old Testament, God used the tongue to divide the world at the Tower of Babel. In the New Testament, God uses the tongue to unite the church. Wow, what a God we serve. So I want to take just a couple of moments to give you a few biblical examples of speaking in tongues. So if you're taking notes, write this down. What does the Bible have to say about speaking in tongues? Because when it all boils down, it really doesn't matter what I say about speaking in tongues if the Word of God doesn't tell us. The power and the authority is in the Word of God. So the first one I want to draw your attention to is a group of Samaritans. It says that when the Samaritans were filled with the Holy Ghost, they expressed signs which were observed by a sorcerer named Simon. Simon saw a visible manifestation of God's power. They were no doubt speaking in tongues and Simon attempted to buy the power he observed by the Samaritans. And Peter rebukes him, and he tells him that the gift of the Holy Ghost cannot be purchased with money. So I want that to be our first point, although there are many we could start with in Scripture, that this is a powerful story in the Bible where Peter shows us that you can't buy the Spirit of God. You can't purchase it. You can't earn enough money to get it. Only God can give it to you. Secondly, when the Gentiles were filled with the Holy Ghost, they spoke in tongues. Acts chapter 10 and verse 45 is where you can find this beautiful story. It says, And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now notice with me, it says that the gift of the Holy Ghost was poured out on the Gentiles. How do we know that? Because in Acts 10 and 46, here's why they knew. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. The early church knew that speaking in tongues 
was the evidence of the Holy Spirit entering somebody's life. Thirdly, when God poured out the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, they spoke in tongues. It is the birthday of the church. Acts 2 and 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So I, I want to just pause and, and I want to speak to something. I, I don't mean this in a negative way. I do not mean this in, in a derogatory way. But if somebody has told you at some point in your life that speaking in tongues is not biblical, it is just not true. We've, I've already given you three scriptural, biblical examples of speaking in tongues directly tied to being filled with the Spirit of God. Let's throw another one in here. Mark 16 states that speaking in tongues will be a sign of true believers. Mark 16 and 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Mark literally tells us that this will be a sign of the true believers of God. James 3 and 8 tells us that no man can tame the tongue, right? So, so why do we speak in tongues? Why, why did God choose this? Well, let me preface this. I don't fully understand, and neither do, do you, all the ways of God. Why God chose to do things the way he did it. God is God and I am not. But there's a powerful principle in James 3 and 8. It says that no man can tame the tongue because it is the most unruly member of the human body. When we consider this, it is logical that God would choose to take control of the tongue as the initial sign at the beginning of a person's salvation experience, that God can take the most unruly part of who you are and you can surrender it completely to him, that there is no part of you that is so far gone that God cannot take control of it and turn it around for his good. Paul said that speaking in tongues is not something that man can fully understand, but God can. 1 Corinthians 14 and 2 says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. I want to read a, a different translation for you of that same scripture. This is just going from the King James Version to the New King James Version. It says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. We don't speak in tongues 
first of all, we, we don't control it. We don't lasso it. We don't command it. It is a gift given by God. And if you want it, you can have it. And I believe it is essential that you experience it. Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, a man cannot enter into the kingdom of God if he's not born of the water and the spirit. How are we born of the spirit? It's when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Just like we're made new in baptism, we, are, we, we come to life. The old man dies in baptism and you come to life when you receive the Holy Ghost. We do not speak in tongues to impress man. We speak in tongues to speak to God. When, when I am speaking in tongues, when you begin to pray and you begin to break through and something supernatural begins to happen, and all due respect to you, I am no longer worried about the person standing next to me. My attention and my focus is on God. Paul said that when we speak in an unknown tongue, we don't talk to man, we are talking to God. That we are, we are travailing, we are praying in the Spirit, things that we couldn't even think of to pray on our own. We are praising God, we are bringing our petitions to God. And some of it is mysteries that we do not fully understand, but something powerful happens when the Spirit begins to move and we begin to see manifestations with our eyes of what God has been doing in the invisible. So I want to I close out by answering this question. Maybe you're listening and you're not too sure about what I'm saying. That's okay. That's all right. Search the Word of God. Seek God. Pray. Let Him speak to you. Let, don't take this just for what it is in this moment. Let this work on you this week. Let it move on you. Pray about it. Think about it for yourself. I want to answer this question. How do I receive the Holy Ghost? Nathan, if this is true and what you're telling me is really in the Bible, then how do I receive it? Let me tell you this. The Holy Ghost is a gift promised to every race, every nationality, and every age group. Acts 2 and 39. And there's four things I want to mention that if, if you really want the Holy Ghost, if you really want it, there's four things I would tell you. Number one, you need to have faith. Faith is always the first step of any spiritual experience. God honors and responds to faith. We can see an example of this in John 7 and verses 38 through 39, if you want to go read that. Secondly, you must repent and turn from your sins, according to 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9. As Acts 3.19 declared, I know I'm throwing out a lot of scriptures, but I need you to understand that this is the word of God. Acts 3.19 declares, it says, Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So, number one, you need to have faith. And number two, you need to humble yourself and repent and say, God, I'm sorry. God, I've made mistakes. God, forgive me. Number three, 
you have to want the Holy Ghost and desire the touch of God on your life. Jesus is the utmost gentleman, and he will not force himself on anybody. If you do not want him, you will not experience him. As you express yourself to God through praise and thanksgiving and speak out loud in prayer, the Lord will fill you with his spirit. And number four, you have to be willing to push past your comfort zone and your personality and truly cry out to God with your voice. I believe that God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost more than you even desire to receive it. That is how much He loves you. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this time together today. And I want to thank you for your spirit that is living, breathing, and moving on this earth. God, we we know that from the beginning of time that the Spirit of God moved across the waters, that the nature of your Spirit is movement, that it desires to move and make a difference in our lives. God, I pray for each listener that you would bless them, that you would encourage them. Lord, if, if the listener right now is somebody that has experienced this. I pray that this episode has encouraged them and reiterated the power of what your Spirit has done in their life. Lord, for those that are listening, that maybe they haven't experienced this or they're not as familiar with what I'm talking about, I pray that your Spirit would begin to minister to them right now, that conviction would settle in, and that you would draw them closer to you, and that their hearts would be softened and that they could feel your presence the way that you desire to live with them. We pray all of these things in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I love you all. Thank you for allowing me to uh, bear my heart today and speak something that I felt the Lord wanted me to do. I pray that it is a blessing to you. Now, I know that you're wondering, there there haven't been as many interviews lately. There's a couple of reasons for that. But the number one reason is because I have had so many topics on my heart that I felt led of the Spirit to talk about. This was one of them. And so I know it's been a lot more of me lately and not as many guest interviews. But I promise you in the future, we have some exciting interviews coming up. And I'm very, very excited about doing an episode with with my wife, Rachel. And we're going to talk about what the Bible has to say about some really unique topics that maybe you haven't heard taught on before, that it's, it's kind of tucked away in your Bible and maybe you've missed it. And we have a really important topic. We even wrote a song about it. And we're going to do an interview about that together very soon. So just be looking for that. Keep your eyes peeled for that because you're going to want to hear that episode. All right, guys, I love you. Thanks for a noteworthy conversation today. And I look forward to seeing you next week on the Noteworthy Podcast. God bless.